but the stretch between New Year's and Memorial Day is 100% a circle of hell in Dante's Inferno. Like, the movie Groundhog's Day isn't actually the exact same date, it's just all the days between New Year's and Memorial Day, and he couldn't tell the fucking difference. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to Relax. We're all gonna die. I'm Jackie Dutton, here for today's messages from questionable parts of my mind, and thank you so much for listening. To get started today, I wanted to talk about the weather. Yeah, the weather. So about a year and a half ago, my husband and I moved from sunny and 72 degree Southern California all the way to the East Coast. Maryland, to be specific. Holy fuck. First of all, in the last year and a half, I have realized that there are so many icons on the weather apps to describe exactly how horrible shit can be outside. What the fuck is a thermometer, a cloud, and a sparkle with a line underneath? What does that mean? Is that like weather hieroglyphics? I didn't realize when I moved that I'd also need a new damn dictionary or some kind of cipher just to figure out if I need an extra layer of clothes or not, but here we are. I have also never needed more footwear in my life. Rain boots, snow boots, boots that are for cold but it's dry outside. What, like... I have more boots than I have anything else. For people who have lived in the beautiful shelter of the Sun Belt their entire lives, though, let me explain what your two main options for weather on the East Coast are most of the year. Okay, ready? Number one, cold as fuck. Number two, hot with bugs. That's it. Those are your two choices. There's maybe a two-week period in late May and then maybe two or three weeks in September where you're like, oh, this is really nice. But otherwise, it's a no from me, dog. We'll get to my hatred for any temperature below 67 degrees in a minute, but during summer, which doesn't last very long at all, by the way. Side note, if you live in a place where you can use the word summer as a verb, your weather sucks. I'm summering in the Hamptons. No, you're seeing the sunlight, which is at least something one-third of the country enjoys on a regular basis. But God forbid you move out of your borough and have to interact with someone who might have voted for Trump. Anyway, summer, despite the glorious heat and like 99% humidity here, which I don't mind because a bitch's skin is glowy AF in that weather. Like, A moisturizer? Why? I'll just walk outside. The air is half water, okay? It's like living in an aquarium that you could breathe in. But I would enjoy summer tenfold more than I already do if it weren't for the fact that I am a mosquito's favorite food. I'm not kidding. Apparently, I am a mosquito's personal fucking blood bank or something. My legs, if I, God forbid, left the house without a military-grade pesticide on me, end up looking like I possibly contracted leprosy. I started going to acupuncture last year at the end of the summer, and when I rolled up my pant legs so she could stick me with needles, she stopped and she was like, Are those mosquito bites? Truly. If they made some kind of mosquito-repellent medicine I could take once a month like my dog, I'd do it. It's that bad. Okay, maybe leprosy isn't a great description since a good quarantine has killed that off, but, like, my legs are a hard comparison for somebody who had chicken pox. Maybe hives crossed with chicken pox because they swell and they get real big and round. 
it's a nightmare. Supposedly, mosquitoes are attracted to body heat and people with a higher metabolism because they run a little warmer than others. But are they seriously my choices in life? Fat or itchy? Like, it's bad enough to be a woman and bleed for a week every month, attracting sharks in the ocean and bears in the forest and shit, but enough about the two months out of the year that I use off bug spray like a teenage boy uses Axe cologne, and back to my current situation of hell. Did you know that hell is actually cold? It is, in fact, frozen. I know, because I live in it. Look, fall is beautiful. The leaves are gorgeous, the weather is easy, and of course you're gearing up for holidays, football's on, everything is fun, okay? Fall is dope. But the stretch between New Year's and Memorial Day is 100% a circle of hell in Dante's Inferno. Like, the movie Groundhog's Day isn't actually the exact same date, it's just all the days between New Year's and Memorial Day, and he couldn't tell the fucking difference. So, up until about three weeks ago, the winter weather here has just been brown and gray and everything's dead and it's gross. It's been freezing, but it hadn't been snowing. And then the wind would pick up and it would just blow you back inside because that's a great big nope when it's already in the 30s. And for some reason, it wouldn't even rain. It would just cloud up, but it would never do anything. But finally, finally, like three weeks ago, it started snowing. And then it kept snowing. And it has kept snowing for almost a full month, off and on. Like, I have never, like, there have been portions of my grass covered in snow for a solid three weeks because the shade covers it so it doesn't it's not able to melt and it doesn't get warm enough for it to melt so whole sections of my lawn still covered in ice snow so being snowed in is it's like quarantine but make it white so it's just kind of more of the same staying inside bullshit that we've all been doing but i would say that it's even shittier since you can't really even walk around on icy ground without busting your ass, so I can't even get out for a minute to walk the dog without fear of falling, it's genuinely not the business. But every time I'd experienced being in the snow like this before, it was either because I was on a ski vacation or we drove up to it in the mountains, fucked around and threw a few snowballs, and then got back in the car and left flip the bird to the snow, and peaced out. I have never had to carry on about my normal, everyday life while this fluffy, frozen white bullshit is piled up on everything of mine outside. Here's the thing. It's pretty. Snow is very pretty. And I'm very grateful for the change in scenery, especially because my other option was just this gray, disgusting bareness of leafless trees and yellow-brown grass. But I realized that after the snow finally melts, it still isn't going to just warm up and be 80 degrees next week. And then I wanted to cry. Unlike in Texas, where, you know, a week and a half ago it was 6 degrees and now it's like 80 again. I almost would prefer that, minus the massive state governor fuck-up. I also desperately miss good Mexican food, but that's like a personal problem right now. Anyway, every day I wake up and I have checked my weather app <laughs> every day for 
the last few months, but but every day, especially within the last several weeks to figure out if it's snowing, if it's going to ice over, whatever. But I have checked my weather apps. Yes, that is apps, plural, with an S. I use three. I use three different weather apps, okay, because they are usually wrong. So I'm trying to take some kind of average sampling But I wake up and I check these weather apps and I can even see hourly schedules of temperatures, whatever lovely event is going to take place today, be it the wind or the rain or the snow or the apocalypse or whatever. But I realized that aside from driving conditions, which I don't really go anywhere anyway, but the grocery store, but aside from transportation concerns and maybe my choice of footwear, the majority of my days have continued on despite whatever any of the three apps say. Despite whatever Satan drilled up for outside, I still do whatever I'm gonna do. I still work out, I still make dinner, I still go to the grocery store, I still- basically, my life and everyone's life continues on like normal no matter what. I might have to time the walk with the dog or playtime a little differently, but that's about it. So why am I talking about this? Well, for starters, because a couple weeks ago when I started thinking about this, I noticed it was Groundhog's Day, like the actual day, and it made me laugh to think that we entrusted a rodent that lives in a hole in the ground with telling us how much longer we're going to freeze our ass off. (laughs) Then I thought about how often those stupid apps are wrong, like to the hour, and I realized that maybe the groundhog is just using the same apps that I am, but like, That's a lot more winter, depending on what the rodent says, right? Six weeks? Well over a month of more winter if this dude sees his shadow. And will somebody tell me how you see your shadow when the sun is barely visible through snow clouds? I I don't believe that the West Coast is superior to bizarre weather predictions either because we believe in some insane shit about, like, Indian burial grounds affecting the weather out there, but really... We're asking a rodent that lives in a hole for a timeline of how much longer we need to keep the sweaters out. When I take a step back and look at all of this from the relax, we're all gonna die perspective though, I realize that this desire, no, not desire, this absolute need to know huge things that no one can control, like the weather, all stems from one thing, and that is control. We are so anxiety-ridden that we attempt to control facets of our day that in reality are completely out of our control. Unless one of you can actually control the weather, in which case I'd like Caribbean weather with no bugs in Maryland ASAP, please. But really, we can't control this, so why do we care? See, I wake up and I check all three of these apps to try to determine the weather, but in actuality, it rarely directly affects the things in which I have the most control over. Unless it rains fucking tacos, it definitely isn't going to affect the meal I bought ingredients to make. Damn, I wish it would, though. Unless it snows so hard I can't open the door to get to the treadmill, I can still go work out. Unless it knocks my power or my internet out, I can still do everything I need for work. So why do we have a tendency to act like the weather has more control over us than it does? I will admit 
it has been a charmed and spoiled life to live in a place where the sun almost always shines and you wear t-shirts more than anything and then living in a place with real weather and seasons just it requires way more effort but it's a weird effort like wearing more layers of the red clothes so you don't freeze, making sure things are hosted indoors so you don't get eaten alive by bugs during the summer, being aware of elements that exist, and working around them so you can still live your life normally. That is what I really mean, though. You can still live your life normally, and nothing, not even the omnipotent Mother Nature, is typically stopping you from that. So that's what I really wanted to talk about today. Despite my bitching and epistle for reasons that the weather out here is not my favorite, but I wanted to talk about the fact that even when it comes to the weather, we can all take this relax, we're all going to die approach because even though we don't have control over it, it doesn't really have control over us either. We are all forever and always in control of ourselves, our choices and our actions, all it takes is being a little informed to take the necessary precautions and steps to continue on your way of being in control of you. But it starts and stops right there with you. Not only can we not control the weather, but we also cannot control anyone else besides ourselves. And any attempt to control another person is as futile and useless as an attempt to make the rain stop. People are their own weather system. Let them be. You just need to know how to dress for it. Unless you get to spend most of 2020 in a coma, I think a lot of us went through some very personal transformations and realized what we weren't willing to tolerate in our lives anymore. And it revealed some things that we wanted the most when the world was quiet. Lots of breakups, lots of babies, tons of enjoyment found in preparing your own food, a lot of renovations to your home or refreshing your personal spaces so that you felt a better vibe, tons of cleaning, which is very therapeutic in its own way. A lot of people got a dog, so on and so on. But on some spiritual communities I follow, I saw a lot of these messages and posts about cutting toxic people out of their lives and not allowing this toxic energy around them anymore. And I had to laugh when I saw that. Yeah, that's, that's totally easy when we're all being told to stay the fuck away from each other. But what happens when you have to go back to work and that awful coworker is still there sitting at the lunch table with you? You just gonna tell them that you're 2020ing their energy out of your life or no. Most people, most people are probably gonna go right back to dealing with it, like an adult. But I really hope that the distance has given people some perspective about how they are better able to control their own response to that kind of person. Much like I don't leave the house on a rainy day without a rain jacket, rain boots, and an umbrella, I would also take steps to protect myself from someone's fucked up energy if I had to go out in it. See, whether or not people want to admit it, social distancing or only seeing and communicating with the people you like the most, it's kind of like living in California. You rarely encounter other people's bad weather. I have worked a few jobs that felt like the energetic equivalent to some kind of polar vortex storm, and I understand. 
it's not pleasant no matter how many layers you attempt to insulate yourself with. But quarantine has been the California of people energy. You're typically only around the ones that are as easy as a 72 degree day. It's been really nice. But at some point, things are going to go back towards the way they were. So how are you going to prepare yourself for the rough weather? Might I suggest taking the new approach of realizing that you have as much control over their energy as you do over the weather, and realizing that you have all the control over how you'll brace yourself for being in it? Now, I understand that you don't get three apps that pop up with notifications for you that certain people are going to try and rain on your day, but you do have some tools that you can use and keep with you at all times to protect yourself. I recommend things like headphones or a book. Most people don't bother you when they see that you're immersed in something like that. Uh, keeping a message on your desk and reading it over and over again that helps keep your mood lifted and your perspective or your focus in line. And lastly, just remembering that other people's shit is exactly that. It's other people's. You don't need to carry it home with you because it isn't yours. I find the biggest act of retaliation against people who are trying to infect your good mood with their negative crap is to just refuse to absorb it. Like an energetic rain jacket, okay? Just refuse to get soaked by it. Make them continue to carry the whole load of their own problems. It will either force them to deal with it or they'll move on and find someone else. But either way, they'll stop associating you with being the puddle they filled with the rainwater. Do you know what I mean? I know sometimes it's hard not to take it personally and occasionally impossible not to absorb someone's awful energy, especially when it's someone you care about. And I wish I knew the answer for how not to absorb that one, but the best option I can recommend is the pivot, where you just keep pivoting that person towards an appropriate place for their feelings, like a professional. I've even sent links to therapists in response. Usually, they start to get the hint. And honestly, I don't think that's rude. I think it's an act of self-preservation after a while, because you can't let someone erode your peace just because you're made of a firmer material than they currently are. My hope is that if I send enough links and resources pivoting that person towards the appropriate form of help they need, that eventually they'll go ahead and use it. Then again, do you think if I show all of the snow outside pictures of the weather in California that it will slow the fuck up? Probably not, but hey, I guess it's worth a try, right? Anyway, this was just going to be a quick one today, just a real quick brain dump. And I hope you guys are all looking forward to spring and herd immunity. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you want to hear more, I would love it if you hit the subscribe button. I release a new episode every Wednesday at noon Eastern time. I am Jackie Dutton, and I will catch you guys in the next one. Mm -hmm.